Hometown Ghost Stories contains serious and often distressing events and is not intended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Horror anthology movies, sometimes they are the creme de la creme of the entire genre. Sometimes they are the absolute trash pit. We watch VHS 99 and we're gonna review it today on Hometown Ghost Stories, Horror Movie Reviews. I am your host, Rob, on this cursed movie review that we are trying to get done. I'm joined, as always, by Dave Wilkins and Jesse Wilkins. What's going on, guys? What's up? Hello. So I brought it up in the intro. Horror movie anthology movies are some of my favorite ones to watch. I love anthologies. The problem with them is some of them are the best. Trick or Treat, for example, one of my favorite movies of all time. And then you come across some that are so bad that I can't even remember the name of them. VHS Viral. VHS Viral. Yes. The VHS franchise as a whole has some really hard hitters. The first two specifically are phenomenal. Viral. I didn't think they could come back from after that movie came out. Uh, But they did. They came out with 94 and 99. And today we're going to be talking about the latest one, which is 99. So I didn't even know that this was like a series. This is the first I had heard of it. Mm -hmm. And obviously, as people who listen to our horror movie reviews know that I am relatively fresh to the horror genre. I hadn't never seen a horror movie before. It just wasn't really my cup of tea. Now I'm obsessed and the wife hates it because I won't stop watching horror movies. But uh, this is my first time watching it. For those who haven't seen VHS 99 yet, this will be a spoiler filled review. So if you haven't seen it yet, go ahead and watch it. Come back, watch this review. Or we found out that a lot of people like to watch the review first to see if it's worth watching. So... Without further ado, let's hop into VHS 99. Yeah, we're probably going to do this one a little bit different because it is really segmented more so than other anthology. Well, not more so than others, but they really, they're they're not as intertwined or at all like some others are. So we're going to give you a little synopsis for each of the different segments. Dave, do you want to hit us with our first segment, um, which is called Rash? It's called Shredding. Yes, uh, Shredding is written and directed by Maggie Levin. So RACK, R-A-C-K, which is an acronym for the members, Rachel, Anchor, Chris, and Caleb. They are a rock band who love pulling pranks and regularly record their antics on a web show. For their latest video, the band decides to break into the Colony Underground, a former music venue that burned to the ground three years prior in a fatal electrical fire, which resulted in the trampling to death of all four members of a punk band called Bitch Cat. The tape then transitions to a demo reel of Bitch Cat performing and being interviewed. So uh, this one, there were things I liked and things I didn't like about it. So there... I liked how they 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 did a pretty good job of um, capturing that 1990s, uh, like late 90s video craze that was kind of kicked off by like Jackass and CKY movies yeah. and whatnot. And everybody had their parents camcorder and running around doing Jackass stuff. And that was kind of um, a cool thing about this one. Uh, this one was not my favorite out of the, I think, what were there, four or five of the uh, shorts in this one? Mm-hmm. At least, I think, yeah, there were five. I thought the characters were all pretty unlikable. Uh, not great actors, but good enough. I thought it was 
okay. What did you guys think about this one? I thought it was the of the entire. I thought it was the worst one of all of them. I thought the setup was great. I thought the mm. the the backstory, everyone dying in this fire, they get into this little underground tunnel thing or underground cave or Michael Myers hole or whatever you want to call it, and they're panning around. And I just wanted to see more of like the gruesome scene, but they didn't really. It was just kind of, I don't know. It just wasn't great, and then it wasn't very scary, and it was kind of a silly twist at the end that was very 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 predictable and i i just i didn't love this one i was like eh, i don't know if i'm gonna like this movie then it switched to a brand new story i was like i'm glad they switched to a brand new story so I, this one i thought was uh the weakest of of all of them rob what'd you think so i i like the ending of it i like when the band actually shows up and starts doing what we all expect to happen the characters are awful I, I don't know if this is my least favorite one there's another one in the thing that we'll get into a little bit that might i might like a little less but the characters, the way they interacted with each other, it just, it didn't feel organic. It didn't feel like this is, even though they're doing these crazy things, they're making it seem like they act this way all the time, even off camera, right? Like, it, it's just, it didn't, it didn't feel organic. It didn't feel real. We're watching a horror movie. But just, you still want that grounded element of these are regular people that are getting into a weird situation and... I didn't relate to them in the sense that, all right, they, they need to chill a little bit here and there. They just, there was never that chill. They never, they never bonded as friends. It seemed like they were all just like attacking each other, specifically the one kid throughout the entire thing. And I thought if they bonded the band a little bit better, it would have, it would have played better when the other band shows up to kill them. If that makes sense. Right. So these movies, these movies, these shorts are always, um, you're going to have to suspend your disbelief obviously with them and a lot of times it's possible to do that but when i feel like when characters aren't particularly well written or with this i don't know whether there was they're poorly written or if the actors just weren't like top tier actors it will remind you of the fact that it's not real or doesn't seem believable and that's what i think we're getting a little bit with this one yeah so i I definitely see that anything else on this one overall unlikable i i think that this could have been a fine ending to this thing um, to this part of it anyways if when they played the music they were really bad at playing the music but the fact that they like jammed out on this song it was again not believable it's not really supposed to be but it like the drummers like that you basically like a puppet and they're pulling the oh, strings yeah, or whatever yeah. it should have just been like awful instruments and that, that would have been so good that would was yeah, so that's a great creepy. idea right. it would have been so creepy if they were yes yeah yeah i yeah. like that i didn't think of that i like that idea um for sure that yeah you just solved half of the problems in this movie by giving it a way better ending. It would have been much more fun. Yeah, yeah that would have been great. All right, let's get into the next one. The next one was called Suicide Bid, written and directed by Joannis Roberts. College freshman Lily is desperate to join Beta Sigma Eta, the most prestigious sorority on her campus. Lily performs a, quote, suicide bid, only applying to one sorority as her recruitment choice, risking potential alienation upon rejection. Um, so this one, I think, had potential to be the best and very much could have been the best um, and was the best right up until, I think, the very end. I don't think they I don't think they drove it home with the uh, the monster or the, the creature at the end of it. Um, I thought if it was a little bit better, like, I don't know if the monster was a little scarier or less. Um, I don't know. There, there was something about it I didn't like, but I, th- I think that it just it just missed the mark in the end. But I thought it was the probably the, the best story and had the highest potential to be the best story. Um, I thought this one was pretty well acted. 
Uh, I didn't really have any issues with the actors in this one. Uh, I thought the story was fun. Uh, you have this is the this is the only one where you have like real fears uh, incorporated into it: claustrophobia, being buried alive, um, things like that, arachnophobia. Exactly. Uh, just really uncomfortable. There were a lot of scenes that were very, very, very uncomfortable and very like high tension and anxiety. This one could have and should have been the best, but I thought the the monster at the end was kind of uh, fell a little flat. I I think that this is the absolute the the opposite of the first one where this one's so good because of the acting because of the characters because it feels real like this girl wants nothing more than to be like to fit in with this one sorority she's doing everything she can but she's never gonna fit in and i thought she acted it real well it's believable situation where they get her absolutely drunk uh i mean the coffin thing is next level but it's not out of the question that somebody would do something like this right like it's if they had the opportunity to they would do it hell if we had the opportunity to do this to somebody andrew's going in a coffin right we're putting captain mcslugs in a coffin yeah so it's something that we would do to some like you would do to somebody now we wouldn't leave them there the way that these girls did (laughs) you know like it got a little more intense but the acting really drove it home and I do think that this is my second favorite one of all of them. And yeah, the monster wasn't great, but I do like I do like the way that they ended this for the most part. It could have been done a little bit better, but I, I still like this one a lot. Yeah, this one kicked ass. Like, I, th- I thought it was awesome. I thought the prank wasn't like, uh, obviously it was a little over the top, but it's, it's fine for, for this movie. And the big scene in this one, I thought that was like, that was authentic was excuse me, when the girls showed up the next day and the whole grave is just filled with water and they're all standing like, oh, fuck. (laughs) What did they do? (laughs) I mean, they should have shown up a little bit sooner. They got scared off by the police, so it was fine. They did tie all in the reasons that all these things happened. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that the monster in this story was completely unneeded because she turned into the monster and then all the girls ended up in the coffins anyways. They could have avoided this whole thing. I think all they needed, because it had that little window, it was like a cross window in the coffin, that mm-hmm. you could see out the whole time. And we were all just waiting for the monster's face to pop up in that window, right? And I think maybe if they just did like a quick little shot of that monster, maybe it was there, maybe it wasn't there. They did not need it crawling in there. I don't think that the uh, monster was was completely necessary at all. And the... Um, I could yeah. see that. I could see making the girl that was in the coffin because they had laid out this story of the girl that, you know, that was the monster, like her backstory. And if they had just made the new girl that new version of that monster, like now it actually did happen, um, then I think that might have been a little bit better. Yeah, so exactly. That, that so like the legend the turns you into the next monster, and then she right. threw the, ne- the girls into the coffin after that. So for sure, I thought. Um, but o- overall, I thought this one was awesome. I, I thoroughly enjoyed the the angle that they took with it. Yeah, and uh, the spiders thing when she smashed that spider and got it all over her hand. That was. That was so authentic and well acted and disgusting at the same time. I was like, oh, God, because you got to do it right. You got to smash the spiders. She smashed it with her hand. It's just all dripping down her hand. I was like, oh, that's gross. Yeah, we didn't we didn't even get into like the feeling of claustrophobia that people would feel in this situation. And I thought that they showed that very, very well with her in that coffin. The way they shot that and everything was was really well done. So we we should probably Mm -hmm. just like touch on that real quick. So I just wanted to make sure we brought that up before we forget and move on to the next one. 
Anything else on this one? No, I thought that one was awesome though. Much better than the first one. What's the What's the second one played? I was like, okay, all right, that, I, I can I can fuck with this movie. This is gonna be a good one. Now that we've hit on this, these two, I want to just talk about the in between segment. I was on, just gonna say that. These. Were you okay? I'll I was. Yeah, I was gonna say before we go. So before, like every VHS movie has, um, you know, five or six different short stories and then they have a, an interesting way of weaving them together if you saw the first one you know that that was you know kids broke into a house and found a box of vhs tapes mm-hmm. uh, i won't spoil anything from that movie but that was the thing that wove it all together and it was a recurring thing in between each movie that storyline would progress a little bit and that's part of what i really liked about the vhs movies the second one did the same yep. the same thing with a different storyline this one i think was the first one that pretty much a straight up abandoned that and they had there was something in between that sort of strung them together but it, it really didn't and it was kind of weird i didn't it didn't make a whole lot of sense and they didn't really tie it together at the end so for me this movie was missing that one element that i thought was the glue that holds them together otherwise it's just five sh- short stories which is fine i love horror short stories i love anth- anthology series mm-hmm that's fine but it's when you're expecting something going into it and then that is kind of missing or they change it and then don't really drive it home i think that's that's a problem for me okay so coming from from me who went into this movie without seeing any of the other ones and not even knowing that that was a thing when i finished the movie i was like that was you know that was pretty cool it was fun and they had absolutely nothing to do with each other and whatever i guess this is just what it is Mm -hmm. i didn't know that that was ever a thing with this franchise so from coming from an outsider made no sense to me but whatever i was still cool with it yeah you need to go back and watch the first two for sure um i didn't like this i i didn't like it either i didn't like the way they did the in between some of it was a little bit funny like i i, I did chuckle at a few of the uh, the army men things when but... the army guys were just making out with each other yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious part of the whole movie so like it, there was some funny parts of it it's just again I, just to go back to what dave said the way they did the first one and the second one. I didn't finish VHS 94 yet. I'm not loving that connective tissue so far, but I haven't watched the whole thing. So it's not fair for me to to say if I do or do not like that one yet. Um, but yeah, the way, the way they did this one was not my favorite. So I just wanted to make sure we touched on that before we forgot to. Good call. The next one is called Ozzy's Dungeon, written by Zoe Cooper and Flying Lotus directed by Flying Lotus. Ozzy's Dungeon is a children's game show where young contestants participate in physical challenges for a chance to descend into the titular dungeon and meet Ozzy, who will allow the winner to be granted a wish. So this one um, was the third one. And um, what what did you guys think about this one? Jesse? I thought it dragged on a little bit and it was a little wacky, but when it first started, I was like, this is fun and this is messed up. And the challenges that they're doing, it, it reminds you a lot of like, I don't know, some of those shows that we used to watch as a kid, like um, was like uh, Temple of Legends of the Hidden Temple, Legends mm-hmm. of the Hidden Temple, and you know a couple of shows like yeah. that. But obviously, this one was like they just had no regard for kids' safety, double dare, whatsoever. Yeah, and it, it was okay. It was just I, I felt like it dragged on a little long. I kind of liked where it went at the end, but then I thought the ending was kind of kind of stupid. I, I don't know this this one. It was just a little long, but overall the story was. I, this one, I, I think this one was one of my least favorite out of them. But it was a little more gory. The girl's leg breaking was disgusting. Mm-hmm. 
and obviously the competition that was matched up with each other she was facing like a grown man in this competition where she basically had to go through this like little mini obstacle course and whoever reached the end which apparently was just an impossible goal anyways mm -hmm. and uh yeah so then so then basically you have the family of the girl who ended up losing technically and they end up going back and kidnapping the host and i guess at this point the show was kind of no more mm -hmm. and they were like we want her wish and the wish is like anything that you want it's just you, you can win whatever your little heart desires and that's the prize for for winning this thing and they take him through and they kind of torture him and make him do the obstacle course and it's a it's a more extreme version of the obstacle course and he's crawling through like human feces and then they torture him a little more and then they take him he's like well i can i can still get you into the studio that the the prize is still there and takes him there and i don't have to go through the whole story but basically the, the viking woman who is working at the thing he just knocks on the door and she just opens the door with a torch like she's been waiting the whole time i was like well that's silly but awesome <laughs> and they go in i thought the cave the cave was pretty creepy the whole scenario that they had going in there was was uh you just had no idea what you were going to see like, like what is this this thing that gives off whatever prize you could ever want and mm -hmm. um i don't know what, what did you guys think of it I liked this one. Uh, this one kind of reminded me. You had a little kind of like a saw. You got like saw vibes from this one, or like hostile, or you know, basically just torture movies. And um, it was the host that that uh, was played by Stephen Ogg, who I like. He, you see him in um, The Walking Dead. You see him in um, he was at Grand Theft Auto Five. He was uh, he, so it was fun to see him in this. I think he's probably the biggest actor in this whole movie. He did a great uh, job. Yeah, he he killed it. And uh, for me, the, this one I thought was pretty fun. I thought all the actors in this were were were, uh, were good. And it's it's just torture porn. So you have you're you're going through it. If you, and if that's not your thing, you're probably not going to like it. If that is your thing, you probably find it pretty amusing. Which is I, I thought it was pretty amusing. I just so I I was thrown off guard by the leg break scene with the kid mm. at first. I did because I didn't know where they were going with this. Like I didn't know what the what their angle was, which is what was intriguing to me. It's like, where are they going with uh, Double Dare slash Legends of the Hidden Temple thing? Like, yeah. what are we doing here? Where are we going to bring this this segment? And then we get the leg break, and I'm like, ugh, yeah. wasn't expecting that. That was gross. Uh, and the mother was great. The mother yep. that that was pissed off, that was leading the whole thing of getting her revenge on this host that basically – screwed up what they thought was going to be the brightest child of the entire family in history to go on and do great things and has ruined her life. Yep. And just the revenge factor and all that, I was, I was into it. And then they lost me completely, to be honest. Cause I, I'm like, I don't know if this is where you needed to go with this to the, the genie and stuff mm -hmm. where you already had something going well. So that when I said earlier that I had one that might be a little bit more that I didn't like as much of as the first one, it's this one because I just really didn't like where they they brought it. Love the beginning. It was one mm. of the more intriguing ones, like because I didn't know where they were going with it, like at all. All the other ones, you could kind of like you kind of kind of knew what was going to happen or which direction they were going to go. I would say for the most part, and this one was just such a shock and then they just dragged it almost out. dragged it out and went to a place where it's like 
let's just keep shocking them. And it's like, no, you found what it should be. You shocked me into what it was. And maybe we should have stuck with, with this direction with it. I don't really know how, how else could they have ended it once they, once they got all the way to that point where she gets her wish. And obviously she wishes just to kill her family or whatever. And I was like, okay. You know, it wasn't like, Oh my God, I can't believe that's her wish. I would have figured she would have wished for her legs back or a million dollars or something. But that is like, you're also thinking it's like, how does this creature that's like laying on this bed is like morbidly obese? Like, so what, she's going to like tap into the bank account and wire the money to you. It's just, I I don't really know how they were going to go about you obtaining this wish that they're going to give you. So I just didn't know what it already gave at all. Yeah. I was going to say it it had already gone too far at that point. That was, it was your, the great thing about short anthology stories is all you have to do is tell a short scary story you don't have to explain things you don't need origins you don't need reasons just tell a story that has some something scary happens and throw a twist in it it ends explain nothing what this one did was they tried to cram a 90 minute feature film into a 15 20 minute segment and there's just too much in there thank god this wasn't a whole movie it would have been a, and it would have been an abortion so it wasn't i mean it was it was it was also probably my least favorite of the five real quick um, is, that, is that the word you want to use in this song yeah it is <laughs> all right <laughs> but um yeah it was just they 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 dragged it out too much they i don't know how you end it after they do the torture scene you, but you i think they probably should have, have the family turn on the mother right so like the daughter is obviously upset everyone's getting bullied by the mother make the mother do the obstacle course with the man and the one who loses something happens to or something you know like i'm not saying it's a great ending but i'm saying it stays within the theme of what they're doing and we're not having yeah i i think this should have ended at the obstacle course yeah i I think you're right either the mother lives or the guy lives or something like that and then that's the end of it i I don't think it needed to go into this strange cave of wonders and yeah anyways uh yeah i think i think this one this one was at least a little more interesting than the first one and, and definitely less predictable. Uh, I still think the first one was my least favorite. That's fair. It's totally fair. This is definitely like at the bottom with the first one, though. Yeah. Um, I don't have anything else to add to this one if you want to move on to the next one. The next one is The Gawkers, written by Chris Lee Hill and Tyler McIntyre, directed by Tyler McIntyre. Brady is a young teenager who films stop-motion videos of toy soldiers with his older brother Dylan's camera. While Brady records his latest video, Dylan bursts into his room and takes the camera, which he uses himself to film practicing pickup lines. He and his friends Kurt, Mark, and Boner (laughs) exclude Brady from their activities, thinking him to be a hopeless loser. The friends then go out to pull pranks on the neighborhood residents and each other, then perform tricks at the local skate park. The group also discover a large patch of snakeskin near the field, taunting Boner to eat it. Um, so, Rob, what were your thoughts on this one? So this is my favorite one out of every single story that is told here. And what I'll say is, as they're leading into it and they start showing the neighbor, we know something's going to be up with the neighbor, right? Like we, I am, my head goes, she's like a werewolf or something like that. That's that's where my head immediately went to with with the neighbor and they do this whole different thing that just blew my mind where you know they have the little brother go over there to her because he's actually talked to her all the friends are jealous the brother's jealous they're like oh well you're good and then the girl wants him to help her set up this new camera 
and they want her to put like him to put the spyware on her so they can watch her get undressed and everything. And we know that's where it's going to get. It's going to go nuts. She's going to catch him or something like that. So I thought they were setting up the camera and they were going to see her transform into a werewolf. Like it just seemed like like the logical projection, right? Like mm-hmm. we see werewolves in movies. This is going to be her turning into a werewolf. And I would have been fine with it. I wouldn't have hated it. It would have still been a it would have been a unique spin on it the way that they find out that she's a werewolf. But she's not a werewolf. She's freaking Medusa. Yeah. Which was, was like, a... I just had no clue that that's where they were going to go with this. Me neither. I actually saw this one coming from a mile away. Not to try to sound smarter than everybody in the room, but you didn't see the heads in her bush? Yeah, so I, she, did, she I had, did see that. To, to clarify, that. I'm talking about an actual shrubbery. I know we're talking about spying on her getting undressed, but no, it's a shrubbery outside of her, um, in her front yard, and there's these stone heads that look like, you know, young guys' severed heads, but they're, you know, statue busts or whatever and that's immediately when i was like oh she's gonna be medusa she's turning people to stone that's the only reason why else would they have this thing and they they had shown it and talked about it in the movie like oh yeah she must be like a sculptor or something or a collector of weird art and that that's why big brain jesse made the connection finally finally you got one of these things together and caught something me and dave didn't Mm. that's right damn it yeah yeah that's an impressive catch i didn't see it coming uh i I thought I got yeah, completely blown away when the uh, snake started popping out of her head because I've never seen like a side of like Medusa movies like Clash of the Titans and whatnot. Like, I've never seen Medusa incorporated into a horror film or like even like a Medusa. You got like, I guess, like references here and there and different things, but never like a full on of a Medusa monster, which I thought was pretty cool. And this had my favorite um, little snippet of a scene when is when the kids start freaking out and they call 911. And then I went, one operator's like, what? What's the problem? And they're like, the, the, the neighbor just got s- snakes coming out of her head. And the 911 operator just goes, how many snakes, sir? <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. Like a wonderful little line they added in there. Um, yeah, this was this was really well done. And uh, it was absolute chaos, obviously, after she, she turns into Medusa. And they incorporated the kids turning into stone and whatnot. And she just, uh, an absolute bloodbath. And this was this was a perfectly executed short horror film. This is exactly what I was about to say. This is exactly what you want. It was interesting story. You create a villain off the bat. Uh, not I mean like an antagonist villain. I mean like your 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 protagonists are the antagonists here. So you create that off the bat, and then you have the chaos and the twist, and everything just comes together, and it's just a perfect perfect short horror th- horror story. Set up what happens, and it's done. Right. Like, it's just, is it my favorite one of all time? No, there's many that I like more, but execution wise, this is what I want all the time. Give me the setup. Give me something that happens and get out of there. If we're doing an anthology horror movie, like perfectly done. No, you're right. This one was great. It was long enough. Didn't drag out. Got to the point. Cool twist. But I'll tell you where you're wrong is that it is not better than the next one that we're going to talk about. Dave's synopsis was longer than this segment. (laughs) The next, the next one is by far my favorite. Same. All right, right, let's get into it. To hell and back written and directed by Vanessa and Joseph winter on new year's Eve, 1999 best friends and videographers, Nate and Troy have been hired by what is revealed to be coven of witches. Their task 
is to film the witches performing a ritual where a woman named Kristen volunteers to be offered as a vessel to a powerful demon known as Ukabon. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I have no idea how to pronounce that. That sounded uh, right. Like, um, no, I want you to keep this. I, I don't care. <laughs> keep this. That dramatic pause was amazing. So just <laughs> go, into, go into the review. So this one was my favorite. This reminded me of um, a Tenacious D music video. <laughs> yes, so, such a so good comparison. Uh, it was it was fun. It was it was chaos and it was ridiculous. With um, there were some good graphics and there were some hilariously bad graphics, which I liked the um, the juxtaposition to use a Rob word. I liked the juxtaposition of those two things together. And um, I didn't know where it was going to go. And it all kind of came together at the end. And I thought it was kind of tied up into a neat little uh, package, a nice horrible package to hand to me and say, here's the end of our movie. Fuck you. And I, I thought it was really great and fun. <laughs> I have one big word that I know, and you have to steal it from me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this thing um, was awesome, dude. It was so much fun. Like this should have been, this could have been a whole movie. Obviously they would have had to do a lot more things and they couldn't have based the entire thing basically in hell. But these two, uh, they absolutely crushed their roles. They were such a likable pair, absolutely hilarious. Uh, the bigger guy like wore his his part his New Year's party hat like the entire time. <laughs> it, dude, they, I love the bickering between them. He's like, where one of them just keeps saying like, "You keep saying I'm a bad guy. I'm not a bad guy. Like I wouldn't have gone to hell." And he's like, "He's like this is your fault because he's blaming each other for being a bad person." He's like, he's like, uh, what, and then what it came out to why he thought he was a bad person was the dumbest reason ever. He's like, you told my ex-girlfriend that I have a gambling addiction or something like that. <laughs> and it was just like, like every single con, like these guys just got thrown into the most horrifying situation you could ever imagine. They literally ended up in hell and they're wandering around and just realizing what's going on. And there's, it's pretty terrifying. Like this body parts and mutilated bodies around and demons and little corpses and just, the whole thing is just it was like a new take on hell because there really wasn't any fire from what i remember but it was like these weird kind of looks like the grand canyon or something you know but it was it was so well done these guys were so likable they could have definitely gotten an entire movie and i wouldn't be surprised if off this role they end up with with some sort of a movie because it was uh it was so much fun they have turned some of at least one of the short stories in a vhs movie into a full movie so it's not out of the realm of possibility of doing something like that. Which one was that? I think it was the succubus one from the first VHS movie. Mm. If I recall correctly, I, if I'm wrong, blast me in the comments. I'm okay with it. We'll, we'll deal with it. But they did one or at least one like that. What I found funny, other than everything that you brought up, is I compared this to Lord of the Rings, where mm. it's almost like, these two guys got thrown into Mordor and they found a golem to bring yeah. them around to <laughs> oh, bring yeah, them around right, yeah. Mordor. And I just got real big Lord of the Rings vibes on this movie where they're and that girl was great. Like I loved the way she played it and she just really reminded me of Gollum throughout the whole Yeah, movie. you're right. Maybe too much actually. I think I made that connection when I was watching it. She was a little over the top, but it was fine, dude. It's it, this is the most over the top yeah. little short film out of this entire thing. It was just kind of got like a little bit of like evil dead vibes where you're like this is fine just do whatever yeah. you want because this is awesome and then the the way it wrapped up or like dave would you let's let you get into your thoughts on it 
I think I shared my thoughts. Did, did I share yeah. my thoughts? Yeah, no, yeah, I yeah. liked this. No, this was also my I favorite one. I didn't want to hop into the ending too much if you still had more to add, but that the ending where they finally like get through this whole thing and they they escape hell, yeah. right? They basically attach themselves to the demon at the right time when they're doing their thing to to conjure up the demon and they get conjured back instead. And sure enough, their voice like like they they entered the wrong bodies. Yeah. And one of them is the girl, and the, just the way that the the witches who have clearly done this a few times before is like oh. And then they just dispose of these two. Yep. <laughs> Immediately, you're like, oh, you made it back from hell just to get killed by a bunch of witches. Yeah. But to your point, when you do something over the top and you lean into it, usually that's when it's great. It's mm-hmm. when it's when these movies or shorts or whatever try to do one thing over the top and don't build around like everything else around that isn't the same. No, you're right. Like, like I mentioned this in, in the, our smile review. We just did a smile review where the whole movie was just kind of like creepy and killer and, you know, certain kind of things happening. And then at the end, I don't know, you guys love the ending, but my only issue was that like the whole movie wasn't like this. And this part is way over the top. And that was kind of my only issue with the ending. Didn't necessarily hate the ending, but the, to what you just said, yeah. Rob, where it's like, if you're not mixing it in with the rest of the movie, then it doesn't really work. Yeah, no, I think Smile's a bad example, but I think what a good example would be is uh, earlier in this movie was the Aussie's Dungeon one, where you have them doing one thing and then they mm-hmm. go to this banana land ending and it just doesn't work. This did work because, like Rob said, you you started off with this wacky idea and they leaned into it and it was the whole thing beginning to mm-hmm. end. Yeah, and just some of the scenes of them like going up and seeing one of the demons and freaking out and running away from it just so good but yeah they lean into it the evil dead leaned into it that's why that's a great example too and even why? in this like 15 minutes you had the character arc of the guy who's basically a piece of crap or whatever and he basically like goes in and, and helps fight these demons with his friend and they they win this battle because they worked together and for the whole thing they're not working together they're blaming each other for everything and so you got that little arc but in the end it didn't really matter but still absolutely phenomenal i love this one yeah, so this one was real close for me with the Medusa one. And I really like the, the Coffin one, too. So, like, I haven't finished VHS 94, to be in full disclosure. I started it. I haven't gotten through the whole thing. As Dave brought up earlier, VHS viral was an absolute train wreck. Like, I I hate watch that. It was so bad, I can't even tell you any of the segments that happened in it anymore because I've blocked that movie out of my mind completely. So for them to get back and me liking the majority of their shorts in this one is it's it's great because I'm like, thank God we can still do these VHS movies and I can still like them and they still can find these directors and actors to to make this an ongoing thing. They they shut it down for like seven years because of how bad viral was before they brought it back. So, um, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad that this was strong. Do we want to get into some re- overall reviews of it? Yeah, let's yeah. give it some. Uh, so it's not an anthology of found footage horror, which is probably my favorite style horror movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the fifth installment of the franchise. This one ranks right in the middle for me. Yeah. It goes two, one, ninety nine, ninety four viral. Yeah. Uh, that's how, and uh, this one's probably a uh, three nine, three nine. Yeah. I think for this one, that was my exact score that I had in my head. You can use it. Stick, okay. stick with it. It's a three nine. I mean, three out of the five were were good. 
two of them I thought were not great. Hmm. One of them I thought was pretty bad. So it's like, like you know, overall, it's an above average movie. The majority of these short stories, and you got to rank this one a little bit differently than you rank a regular horror movie, right? Yeah. Because this one is you're ranking, what was it, four or five individual stories. So, yeah, so you have like seven different directors, writers. Yeah, two, of, yeah. two of them were so strong. And yeah. I think the, obviously we're, we're all in agreement here. The Medusa one and the last one were, were the strongest out of it. But I thought the Coffin one was also, also really very good. strong. It was right up yeah. there. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's why it's a 3.6 for me. Um, I think it's definitely worth watching. The two that I didn't like, the one I didn't like at all, I don't want to say I didn't like at all. I liked both. It's weird because the ones that I don't like, I like the end of one and I like the beginning of the under. Mm. So, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's nothing that I absolutely hate, but I think a 3.6, I did not like the the army men in between, even though it did tie into one of the stories, which was good. I just, I just wished a little it more. Made, of the, it, made no, it made no sense when you were watching it at the beginning. Why is that? Why is that video camera the one with all of these? Right. They didn't, they didn't, right. They didn't finish the story. Right. They also right? didn't survive. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so I, again, I I like the other movies that actually tie all that in. So 3.6 is where I'm going to go with this. You should definitely watch it. Um, you know, if we were rating these individual segments, some of these would be close to fives. Yeah, they would be in. They would definitely be in the fours, and some would be in the twos. I don't think anything would be, you know, less than like a 1.5. Is what I, I would don't even say. think any of them were were that bad. One point, I think one point five. Right. That, no, that, it, it's definitely definitely a watchable and fun movie that I think everybody should go and watch. And our, our rankings weren't super high. That's because some of the segments were not great, but some of them were so good that you don't want to miss it. So I, I would definitely check it out. Three point six to three point nine on an anthology movie is, I think, really solid because you're gonna be getting a bunch of different stories, and not every one of them is gonna be your individual cup of tea. You might get like a type of horror thing that you just don't like. Like Dave, you brought up like the uh, the quote unquote saw style, hostile style torture porn. That's not for everybody. So when that segment hits and you're not into that, you're going to automatically knock the score of the movie, right? Or when it goes into that genie for me in that mo- in that segment, it's like, eh, mm. eh, why? Why are we doing it on this movie? Where if you had just led with that the whole way, maybe I like it better. So I think 3.6 to 3.9 is like for an anthology, it shows you that it's actually really good. I don't think that's a bad score at all for this type of movie. No, you're right about that. I would watch it. You did? I did did. watch it. If I were you, I would watch it. (laughs) (laughs) Let's take a quick moment here to thank our patrons, starting with our VIPs. We have Jeannie R., Jimmy H., Justin T., Lisa J., Mallory K., Mike B., Mama Pops W., Stephen V., and the Demon King. Thank you guys so much for being VIPs. You are absolute legends. Uh, we also have Jake V, Stephanie A, Sydney B, Anthony, Angry Dave Rocks, T, Brandon W, Captain McSlugs, Cody G, Carrie Lee J, Mark M, Matthew T, Mariah M, Papa Squatch, Rachel B, Sarah, David Lewis Bacon R, Sarah W, Soph, and Hooper. Thank you guys so much. If you want to join this list, it's little as $3 a month. You could join the Patreon, get some fresh swag, things that we'll send to you, and also add free episodes, early access to certain content and lots of other cool perks. So swing on over to Patreon. It's the best way to support the show. Other way is Apple Podcasts. Make sure you leave a five-star review. Leave a comment. We'll read it out on the live Tuesday episode in front of hundreds of thousands of people. Millions. And millions. 
Shout out to Bloody Disgusting. This is another Bloody Disgusting produced movie that we have covered. So yeah. good job, guys. Keep pumping them out. They have good taste. They signed us. That's, That's true. <laughs> they know what they're doing. And I think I think just to expand upon that, this shows that even though we're affiliated with a company that does something, we are still giving out our honest scores. You yeah. know, honest scores. So like because otherwise we'd be like oh five across the board for yeah. the movie that our company produced right there was nothing wrong with this nothing at all <laughs> so i think it's uh i think it's good that we did this movie and there's stuff that we like and we didn't like mm-hmm. and we'll be fired tomorrow and it's okay yes you can't fire <laughs> us we have a contract <laughs> <laughs> fair all right well i think that's going to do it for this episode of hometown ghost story horror movie reviews if there's any that you want you can send us an email. I promise we have been, we have a few that have been asked to do the next horror movie review we are going to do is the pet cemetery movies. Yep. So which is your request, uh, which Lots is a request. request too. We're going to try to get to all of them, but that won't stop us. So leave in the comments below. We'll, we'll uh, review pretty much any and every horror movie. We'll we just wanted out. to finish up the new movies that have came out around the Halloween season and make sure that we had a review out for all of those because they're newer, but we are going to go back and start. Man, it was stuff. hard to keep up. It was a lot. And a lot of <laughs> what good a year, ones. a lot of good ones. Like it's one of the best years for horror that there's been in, in a long time. I can't think of a stronger year. Yeah. So like, I, I'm very happy with the state of horror movies going forward. I'm glad that we're getting these type of movies um, between, you know, VHS 99. We just recently did Pearl and, you know, even stuff like Black Phone that kind of kicked off this, the newer movies of this season. Like you're getting so many different styles. They're so well done. And then Halloween ends comes in and it's just a giant fucking piece of trash and almost ruins the entire thing. But Wait, you, get back you, guys are terrified you guys are terrified and it's okay. Wait, you guys reviewed Black Phone? Yeah, we did review Black Phone. It's funny you should ask. If you want to see our review of Black Phone, sign up on Patreon. It's a Patreon exclusive. Yes, it is. All right. But for myself, for Dave, for Jesse, that's going to do it for now. We will catch you next time. 